podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. forgot the Lord their God, and served the Baals and the Asherahs. The anger of the Lord burned against Israel, so that he sold them into the hands of Cushan Rishathayim, king of Aram Nehariam, to whom the Israelites were subject for eight years. But when they cried out to the Lord, he raised up for them a deliverer, Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, who saved them. The Spirit of the Lord came on him so that he became Israel's judge and went to war. The Lord gave Cushan Rishithiam, king of Aram, into the hands of Othniel, who overpowered him. So the land had peace for 40 years until Othniel, son of Kenaz, died. We pray the Lord might bless the reading of his word. (coughs) You can see why I asked my wife to read this morning, can't you? She was brave enough to do it, so uh, (laughs) she did very well. I want to uh, I, I, just, if you will, just just let me share this story with you. <laughs> so on uh, on Thursday morning, as some of you know, Thursday is my Friday for the work that I do down in Leicester. So I I, I get up really early, and I, it just is what it is. I've, I sort of got used to it, or I thought I had, but obviously I'd got a cold coming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I. <laughs> after some sympathy and getting nothing I got to I, I got to the point in the morning where my alarm went off it was about I don't know 20 past half past five something like that depending on how adventurous I feel on setting it in the morning anyway my alarm goes off and I must have still been fast on so I, I I've obviously reached over and I've I've dropped it straight on to snooze nine minutes Apple give you I don't know why nine minutes not a whole ten just nine Anyway, in between that time, I've obviously nodded off fully, and then Jack shouts, he says, well, he actually said, Mum, I've had a bad dream. So like, you know, the knight in shining armor that I am, I jump out of bed, and I'm like, who, (laughs) whose are these legs? I get through to, I eventually find my way through to Jack, and I'm like, you know, when you're so asleep, that you have no idea why you've gone into... I'd gone into his room, and I don't know why. He clocked me. He was like, Dad, I've had a bad dream. I was like, oh, I remember you. Hello, son. (laughs) So he says, I've had a bad dream. I I sort of settle him back down and says, she going to wake everybody up. You'll be all right. I have no idea what time it is at this point. I've forgotten about my alarm completely. I walk back into the bedroom, and I I made way to, to get back on the bed. And the nine minutes had passed. And off went my alarm. And I was like, no. It cannot be that time. It's impossible. So I I stopped my alarm. Like, And I feel like everybody's awake. You Just how you do. Petrified that everybody's awake. I've woke the whole house up. Anyway, so I grab my stuff off off the chair to get changed in the bathroom. Okay? So I get my stuff off the chair. and, And this is not a joke. This is real. I walk out of my bedroom door and I'm like this for the life of me I cannot find the bathroom door (laughs) somebody 
during the night, and I kid you not, had removed the door in its entirety. I could not find it. And I was like, what, where, where's it gone? So I, I get my phone, I put the torch on, I'd gone a good three foot past the door. I was this far away from falling down the stairs. I, I know. Anyway, so I switch my torch and I get into the bathroom, I do what I need to do, I get myself ready, I go to work. Just to add insult to injury, my wife bought me a new mug to go with our Nespresso machine. I've been using my protein shaker for the past eight years for my coffee in the morning, okay? Brand new mug, first corner, rolled off, dinted. Devastated. <laughs> Devastated. I thought, at that point, you should go back to bed, shouldn't you? At that point, I should have turned around and gone back to bed. The reason that I tell you this is that it triggered something in my mind to think, well, do you know what? I've got up in, I guess, a mess, really, a complete stir, and I seem to have forgotten, literally, how to function. And I thought, do you know, it reminds me of sometimes my day-to-day -day walk with the Lord. There are some days I wake up, and it's there. I get it, I'm on it, and we just get on with the day. And I'm, I'm, I'm in conversation with the Lord as soon as I wake up. I feel good about the situation. Everything just seems good. And there are other days when I wake up and I forget to have that conversation and everything's just a mess and I can't understand why these things are happening in the day-to-day -day and I can't really get rid of the niggling thoughts and the anxiety that comes with all of those things. When everything's going okay, we're fine. But when things just change, just that little bit, something comes into our life that we don't have control over, we get into this, or I do, get into this sort of spiral where nothing seems to go how I expect it to go. Everything seems to go completely and utterly wrong. The difficulties occur and we lose our bearings and we find ourselves, much like I was on Thursday morning, fumbling around in the dark. And in Judges chapter 3, we get this account of this judge that God raises up, a man by the name of Othniel. Um, and basically what's happened is Israel have drifted from God. And you saw in the story right at the beginning, it says the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God and they served the Baals and the Asherahs. It's like they've, they've got up, they've forgotten everything and they've gone about trying desperately to find their way. <laughs> and now they find themselves in a mess. Because they've turned their back on God and they've gone about doing what they want to do. And they find themselves now overpowered by a king and his army. A king whose name, and I'll just give you the translation. A king whose name translates as blackness or double wickedness. And the reason that I tell you that is that the world is exactly the same. And these are the things that I want us to start and draw the parallels between. His name was blackness and double wickedness. This guy was a guy that you didn't want to know, let alone a guy that was in control of the nation that you are part of. Yet, when you read on in the story, and we get this guy's name and the king that's overpowered, there is something that blew my mind. Listen to this. In verse 8, the anger of the Lord burned against Israel so that he sold them into the hands of Kishan Rashithium, king of Aram Naraim, to whom the Israelites were subject for eight years. 
But when they cried out to the Lord, hang on a minute. So they were subject for eight years. But when they cried out to the Lord, hang on a minute, it took you eight years. It took you eight years to realize that you were in a mess. It took you eight years to realize that you'd lost the focus. It took you eight years to realize that there were consequences for the actions that you'd taken. It took you eight years of fumbling around in the darkness before you looked up and you cried out to the Lord. And if we're not careful, church, isn't this just the picture that we paint for ourselves on a day-to-day -day basis? We so quickly forget. And before we know it, and I'm not saying it's eight years, sometimes it's 30. Sometimes it's 40 years. Sometimes it's almost an entire lifetime that we forget what God has done for us. We forget what we've been saved from and saved to. And we find ourselves fumbling around in the dark. Sometimes, church, it's only an hour. Sometimes it's just the day. But if we're not careful, we get into this mess that Israel have found themselves in. They say, but when they cried out to the Lord, after eight years, when they cried out to the Lord, what did God do immediately? He heard, he listened to their cry, and he raised up a rescuer. You know, church, if that, if I, do I need to say anything else? If that doesn't pin you in the heart, I don't know what will. Because sometimes we find ourselves in a spiral and we take our eye off the ball and God says, please, just cry out to me. Please remember who you are. Remember what I've done for you. Because if you do, if we cry out to the Lord, if we say, Lord, I am sorry for the wrong things that I've done. Lord, please save me, forgive me. If we do that, then God will rescue us. And Othniel comes onto the scene. We've had a man whose name means double wickedness, and Othniel's name means the Lion of God. His name, his very name, means the Lion of God. And Othniel went to war, and Israel uh, had victory as God gave the double wicked king into Othniel's hands. You know, church, you can't help but find the parallel between this, a story that perhaps you've never even seen before. Some of the judges are incredible, worth a, worth a read through if you get the opportunity. And Othniel particularly, because we see um, the, the parallels between Othniel, the Lion of God, and of course, Jesus Christ, the Lion of Judah. And we see the similarities between the two stories that a rescuer is raised up to save his people. And Jesus says this in Matthew 7 and verse 7. If you've got your Bibles, just turn to it. If you're an underliner, then underline the verse. It's the one that I haven't labelled this morning, but don't let that worry you, because I'll just mumble until we get to Matthew 7 and verse 7. I, I actually think it, it, this could be very exciting once I found it. You ready for this? Ask and you will be given, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Now, let me read it once more. Ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Now listen, what have we just heard? 
We've just heard the nonsense that Israel found themselves in, and it wasn't until they asked that they needed saving. It wasn't until they asked. It wasn't until they sought the Lord. It wasn't until they knocked on the door. It wasn't until they cried out to God. What about you this morning? You know, what position do you find yourself in? Only you know. Between you and God, there is only you who knows here in this room other than God. The Bible tells us he is omnipresent, which means he's everywhere. Now, you know where you sit now before God. And the question is, are you willing to knock on the door? Are you willing to seek him out? Are you willing to step from death to life? Are you willing to accept the free gift that God has got on offer for you? Or is this just going to be another Sunday where I go to church because it seems like the right thing to do and I, I sit there because it seems like the right thing to do and I listen and almost and I, and I sing and almost and I'll eat the cheese and stuff because that stuff is incredible. And then I'll go home and forget about it. Or is this going to be the Sunday where you finally realize that you are running in the opposite direction to a God who loves you? Eight years passed by. You could be in your 40th, 50th, 60th year and you have not turned and said, Lord, please save me. And you have the opportunity this morning to do just that. You know, we have a God who loves us so much, it does not matter about your background, doesn't matter how bad you think you've been, you have a God who loves you, and he wants to give you life. He wants to forgive you of your sin, but you have to say sorry. Now, that's the hardest thing, isn't it, with our children as we, as we raise them. It's so difficult to get them to realize what they've done wrong but then it's even harder to get them to say sorry. We're supposed to grow out of it, aren't we? You have the opportunity this morning to say sorry to God and to ask him into your life and to get from this place of being in the world and in this wickedness that's going to take us to a Christless eternity and accept Christ as your saviour and step from death to life. There's no greater news that you have a saviour. There is no better uh, news this morning you're ever going to get than Jesus Christ loved you enough to take your place but you have to have to ask him into your heart you have to say sorry today's the day where you can find rest knock and it will be opened to you you know we find ourselves in these moments where the the difficulty and the hardship that we live on a day-to-day -day basis just seems so familiar. And it feels like, well, that, that's, that's just how it is. It's just how it is. I, I've, I've sort of learned to live with it. You know, because, again, um, I was having a conversation with somebody on Friday, and, and life, when we accept Christ as Savior, we think, well, that's, you know, everything's going to be perfect from that point on. He is perfect. The world that we are in is not. And life is tough. 
saved, unsaved. The difference is, is I have a hope that's steadfast and sure because I've accepted Christ as Savior. You have that same opportunity this morning. Jesus says this as he reassured his disciples in John 16 and 33. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. He doesn't end it there. He says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That church gives us hope. That church gives us a truth in a moment that can help me find my way. That can help me and reassure me that I'm not on my own. That can help me and reassure me and remind me, help me to remember that I am loved. Help me to remember that he won't ever leave us. It helps me to remember that he loves me beyond measure, that we are his, that he'll never let us go. It helps me remember that whatever the trouble is, whatever comes at me, church this morning, I can say to you, my God is bigger than all of it. And there are so many in here that would be able to say exactly the same. doesn't matter what the world throws at us because God is bigger than all of that. Amen? He is bigger and better and greater and stronger than all of that that can be thrown at us. And the key to not sitting in hurt and pain for eight years, ten years, fifty years is this. As I fumbled around on Thursday morning, I was reminded of something that I learned a number of years ago. Don't forget in the dark what you've learnt in the light. Don't forget in the dark what you've learnt in the light. And that's for somebody this morning who is struggling and hurting and is desperate to find their way out of this hurt and pain. And is like, Lord, what is going off? Do not forget this morning that you are loved that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not forget this morning that he has given his best in Jesus Christ for you. Do not forget this morning that you are saved, redeemed, and set free. And it does not matter what this world throws at you. It does not matter what comes at us. Oh, it's going to knock us, and we're going to get hurt by it. But I can assure you that God is bigger, he is stronger, and he is able to do the immeasurably more than we could ever think or imagine. Amen? Do not forget in the dark what we have learnt in the light. Church, we know it, we've learnt it, we have to remember it, and we have to apply it. John 16, 33, I'll read this once more, then we'll pray and close and worship. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Let's pray. Father God, this morning we are just overwhelmed by your goodness and your grace and your mercy. And Lord, I just pray this morning for those of us in here that have hurt and baggage and heartache and pain, Lord, that we've carried with us for so long. And I just pray, Lord God, that we might just lay that at the foot of the cross this morning. That, Father, we might leave it there. That we might place our burdens in front of you. That we might just step into the life that you've called us to. Father, we know that the difficulties that we have don't just disappear or imminently uh, erase. Father, we know that they will still be there. But Lord, we can step into them 
knowing that you are right by our side. We can step into them knowing that we have a hope and a future. We can step into them knowing that you have overcome this world. And Father, from that we can take heart. We can cling to that hope. And I just pray this morning that you would just bless us as your church. As we close together, as we worship together, may your words settle on all of our hearts. May we just reflect and Father, may it refresh us knowing that we are loved by the one who was willing to give his very best in the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless us now, we pray, as we close in worship together, we ask in Jesus' name. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.